You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. This is A's Cast Live, your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics. Watch the left field deep. Bam going back, looking up. He will watch it fly. And 29 other MLB clubs. 2-2 pitch on Trout, and he blasts one. Way back. It's one out. He's your home run derby champion. Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe. From spin rate to juiced balls to game-changing moments, we have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on A's Cast Live. A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. It is going to be a quick one today here on A's Cast Live. A one-hour show for you. And then we're going to get you ready for a little athletics and Cubs right here on A's cast. This is going to be an interesting series. I think it's always cool when you go to a historic place you normally don't go to. And Wrigley Field is one of those. You know, it's just like for National League teams when they used to be able to go to, you know, the old Yankee Stadium or now they go to Fenway Park. Well, that's what this is in the National League. And I'm going to tell you right now, get ready for tonight because there are going to be a lot of A's fans in Chicago. As I've been seeing it on Twitter, they've all been putting pictures out there. A lot of our friends are going to be there, and uh, you're going to see a lot of green and gold. Well, I mean, this is an incredible road trip. This was a road trip that, It was one where I was like, I would be willing to pay my own way to go. Like Commander Cody and I going to Chicago for a week. But the only reason I can't go because I got Raiders on Saturday, which is hard to believe that football is starting on Saturday. I think the Niners go on Thursday, their first game. Michael Baird, our engineer, is also the Niners engineer. And then, of course, Raider football starts on Saturday. But I would love to go on this trip. And it's it's something that so many people who have been with the A's for a long time, this is something they've never done before. They've never played the Yankees and the Mets. They've never played the White Sox and the Cubs in the same week, where you stay in the same hotel, the Ritz-Carlton. They're going to beat the Ritz for a week. How incredible is that? Now, they played L.A. and, well, L.A. and L.A., but as we all know, the Angels are a joke. They're not in L.A. Orange County's not L.A., folks. Orange County's its own deal. And people from Orange County hate being called L.A. So the fact that Artie Moreno calls them the Los Angeles Angels just absolutely fries people. So last year they played the Dodgers and the Angels back-to-back, but... You, you, they didn't stay in the same hotel. That's too far away. I, I'm assuming when you play the Dodgers, you stay somewhere around downtown Los Angeles. But then if you're going to play the Angels, you're going to stay in Orange County somewhere. The traffic's so bad. Are you kidding me? it take forever. I've actually done that drive. I've done that drive where 
staying in Santa Monica, there was a time, I bet a lot of you don't know this, there was a time that I tried out for ESPN Radio in Los Angeles afternoon drive. And I was a finalist. Gary, was it Gary, who was it, Gary Miller or something? I was up against one of the TV ESPN guys. And I was a finalist. There was just two of us. And what ended up happening, thank God, is that they just blew up the entire show. They went completely, no one got hired. They completely blew it up. I got a job here with CBS Radio, so I stayed in the Bay Area. But was was trip was a trip was at the time they were the Angel Station. So what they had me do is not only did they have me do the the tryout for Afternoon Drive, they had me be a part of Angels pre and post. And wouldn't you know it, just like the A's, the Angels liked me doing pre and post. So I was down there doing Angels, and you know I can't des- I despise the Angels. But I had to fake it because, you know, you want a job. So <laughs> I actually did. So I, that drive in the traffic, if you're going down uh, the 405, it's brutal. Absolutely brutal. So, yeah, you got to stay in different hotels. But this is, this is a, a once-in-a-career chance for everybody who's going to be staying in Chicago. You're going to get – you have Wednesday's day game, Thursday day off, and, and Friday is a bizarre day game, a Friday day game in Chicago. So they are going to have a lot of fun on this trip. But you know what you're not going to have a lot of fun doing? You're not going to have a lot of fun taking on the Chicago Cubs. And I'll tell you why. They are monsters at home. Absolute monsters. And by the way, they should be thanking the A's because the A's just helped them out. The A's just took four or five from the Brewers and the Cards. So if you are the Chicago Cubs, you should be looking over at the dugout saying, thank you, Oakland Athletics, for helping us. Because that's exactly what the A's did. But when you look at what they're doing at home, this Chicago Cubs team is on fire. Let me give you some numbers. The Chicago Cubs have now won 11 of 13 home games. Is that any good? 11 of 13. And the team has hit 22 home runs and scored 73 runs in that span. And even Bob Melvin was talking about it after the game yesterday. Look at what they do at home versus the road. They are absolutely dominant at home, and they stink on the road. The Cubs are 60-51. and 51. They lead their division by a game and a half. And the only reason why St. Louis and Milwaukee are still hanging around in the division is because of how bad they are on the road. They're 21-33 and 33 on the road. You know, we talk about all the time, how you want to be dominant at home and be 500 on the road and be 500 around the best teams. But they're 21 and 33 on the road and 39 and 18 at home. So this is going to be no day at the beach, let's just say, the next three days for the Oakland Athletics. And both the guys going tonight are hot. Bassett's hot. Kyle Hendricks is really, really hot. 
How about history between these two teams? You want a little history lesson? 90 years ago, the Philadelphia Athletics defeated the Chicago Cubs in the 1929 World Series. How cool is that? And then if you want to go back even further, the Cubs and the A's also played in the 1910 Fall Classic that the A's won also. So this is a rematch (laughs) of the 1910 and the 1929 World Series. Both these franchises just ooze history. Absolutely ooze history. So I'm really looking forward to this. Joining us later on today, the old lefty Jim Deshays, who does Cubs TV. When I had to look it up, I'm like, I don't remember him being a Cub. He might be one of the few guys that actually works for a ball club that he never played for, that he just played against. We've been trying to think of guys that actually work for a team that they did not play for. And the first one I thought of, and I think I'm pretty right, but I'm going to check it here, is the legend, the Hall, the Hall of Famer, Bob Euchre. No, scratch that. He was a Milwaukee Brave. So he did play in Milwaukee. How many guys broadcast in today's world that did not play for the team? I mean, you think of Ray Fossey. You think of Dallas Braden. You think of everybody. We have a Coco who we have now. They're running Mark Mulder out there for a little bit. I mean, all the guys with the Giants across the Bay, they all played for the San Francisco Giants at one point. Very rare that you have a guy that did not play for the organization, but yet is one of the voices or faces of the team. So we'll talk to Jim Deshays about the Chicago Cubs and this fantastic series. Now, I will say one thing for him. They are going to be down a man because breaking news today, Craig Kimbrell, their closer, went on the disabled list with knee knee inflammation. And he was supposed to be the big pickup for them. He was supposed to be the guy that's going to be closing out games. And so far, he's 0-2 with a 5.68 ERA and nine saves. Not exactly what I think they thought they were getting. I mean, that's brutal. In 14 games so far this year, he's given up four home runs. He's given up eight runs. He's got a whip of 1.658. You've got to be below you got to be below a 1-2. You have to be. So Kimbrell's got a bum knee, and that's just good news for the A's. Well, maybe you'd want him in there because he's been so bad. I mean, he's truly one of the historic closers of all time. But the big news for him, he's on the DL. Also interesting news, Chris Davis, Crush Davis, the Athletics power hitter, the guy that we all said, hey, you got to sign this guy to an extension. Well, they did sign him to an extension. 
And Chris Davis has just been not very good. He's actually started to get some base hits, but he's not driving the ball out of the ballpark. He's not in the lineup today. Normally you would say, Bob, he's got to be in the lineup. Right? Wouldn't we all say that? That Chris Davis, I don't care, you know, I don't care if he can't throw anybody out from left. He's not going to kill you defensively. He's going to catch the ball out in left field. He just can't throw. But doesn't his bat outweigh that? I guess not anymore. I'll have a stat for you next on why he's not in the lineup and who is playing left field. We'll talk about it right here on A's Cast Live. Now back to A's Cast Live. Broadcasting from the town, here's Chris Townsend. Herm Edwards, now the head coach of Arizona State football. He always had this saying, because they'd bring Herm in to talk to the rookies in the NFL. And he always had he always had this saying, think before you hit send. Always think before you hit send. I saw something today that just shows how bad some baseball teams are at business. They don't understand. They don't get it. I'll get to that in a moment. But always think before you tweet. Always think before you post. I I try and tell people this all the time. Future employers will look at your Facebook. They will look at your Twitter. Stop putting revealing photos of yourself on Instagram. Don't show yourself smoking marijuana on Instagram. Don't tweet stupid stuff. Don't threaten anybody. Don't do it because it stays there forever. I recently talked at St. Mary's College. And it was one of the things I told these students. I'm like, even though your your empl- future employers are not supposed to look at this stuff, they look at this stuff. I, You know what? I am so lucky that we didn't have this stuff when I was in college because I was a zoo. I mean, I did. <laughs> I did. I was crazy. I literally was crazy. I wasn't crazy in high school. I was so... I was so focused on sports in high school and that I wanted a college scholarship that that's what drove me. I didn't really I really didn't I really didn't party in high school. And a lot of people go, really? Yeah, I, I was I was a football, basketball, baseball, and I was getting recruited and I was all about I was all about being the best I could be. But then once I left home and I had a fake ID, it was game on. And luckily, I, I we didn't have so all the stupid stuff we did. No one has a picture. We just have memories. No MySpace. Like, does anybody even use MySpace anymore? Does anybody know my? Does anybody MySpace? Does anybody have that? Well, after Facebook took over, people still use MySpace for music. 
That's what my sister's used for. Was okay, confusing. let me tell you something about Facebook. That was like eight years ago. You, let me tell you something about Facebook. You ready for Facebook? My kids think my kids who are thirteen think Facebook's for old people. I, I deleted my Facebook eight months ago, so I, 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 what, I'm learning so much through my own children. Like, really, technology. If you're going to invest in technology, you should follow high school kids and junior high kids, and just see what their patterns are. Because they're setting the next, they're 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 setting the future for what's coming next. There's always something new. We live, or I live, where we are, Silicon Valley. Uh, there's always something new coming down the pike. How how are you going to get the kid? And I can tell you uh, from from my kids and their friends, it ain't Facebook. I'll tell you that. So we'll we'll get to that in just a second. I got to get back to Chris Davis. Jim Deshay is going to join us here at the bottom of the air. By the way, did you find a broadcaster who works for a team that did not play for them? I didn't, but I'm I'm pretty sure you did. Well, he isn't he. This was a while back, but Don Sutton, the Hall of Famer, remember he did um, he did Braves for years. He never played for the Braves. I got one. I got one. I got one last. One last one. I I, I think I might have found it. Is it true? Yes. Ken Singleton never played for the Yankees, and he's still a broadcaster for the Yankees. Played for the Mets, but that's the only guy I can think of. Yeah, I went through and looked through the media guide to see who the analysts and everything were. Ken Singleton played for the Mets, Expos, and Orioles. Never played for the Yankees, and I believe he's seventy-two. I believe. He's still, yeah, he's still on the Yankee broadcast. So that would be one guy that, because all their other guys, Paul O'Neill, David Cohn, all those guys played for the Yankees. I guess King Singleton and Jim Deshays would be the one. Yeah, it's very rare. And Jim will join us here at the bottom of the hour. Chris Davis has one home run in his last 34 games. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe the A's are doing what they're doing, and you could say their two best players are are terrible right now. Matt Chapman is two for his last 38. Now, both of them are home runs, but he's two for 38. Now, you don't have to get your, uh, ER, uh, your uh, batting average calculator out, but that is a .053 batting average. Now, Cody, you're going to tell me batting average doesn't matter. But that kind of average does, wouldn't you say? If, if in today's world people are saying batting average doesn't matter, but when you're hitting .053, that, that's a problem. Yeah, that's that's not good. Last time I checked, <laughs> last time I checked baseball reference, uh, a good batting average is, is not that. So Tommy Fan today, so t- you told me this before, before the show. Yeah, so Tommy Fan was on. Uh, Terrific player. Is it MLB Rundown or MLB Central? The show that comes on before Brian Kenny's show. I'm watching, and he's on there live uh, Tam- before Tampa's game today. And they said, hey, Tommy, rank these four things in order for you, how you value them. It was batting average, weighted runs created plus, games played in war. And he went games played, war, rated, weighted runs created plus, and then batting average. So he devalued, he pretty much devalued batting average out of all the other ones. That's, over all the other that's ones. That's kind of not fair. And I, can I tell you why? Because two of those 
are encompassing your entire game. So, of course, your entire game is more important than just one stat. See, that's, see, that's kind of my problem with the, 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 this analytics world that we're in now is you can use anything to make you look smart. You can use anything to, um, to try and prove your point. But do you understand what I'm saying there? It's like yeah, yeah, you, totally. just, you, you just took two metrics that involve your entire game. They, they, they both are going to tell you about what you're doing as a baseball player versus just one stat. It, this I thought of all this because uh, our boss Matt Pearl brought this up to us yesterday. The great Matt Pearl. That over the weekend against the in the Cardinals series, and then I looked it up today against the Cubs. There's this is what four straight games. You go back to the Brewers game on Thursday Thursday with no Yelich in the lineup. That there's been that there's uh, lineups with no th- no guys hitting over 300 in the lineup. I looked today. The Cubs have nobody hitting over 300, and the A's have nobody hitting over 300. Huh. So it made me think of like, are are we still putting a high value on batting averages? Kind of like how you and I argue about wins for pitchers like we're seeing a lot of these analytical guys on tv and everything say oh they don't batting your doesn't matter your way to runs created plus what's your ops ops plus all these different stats are kind of taking over what batting average used to be when it comes and rbis is starting to become a devalued stat too they're just devalued stats to people that don't play that's all they are don't don't take away rbis from me as, as a power hitter in high school i i care about rbis i i you know, we're, we're going to do this thing. So the A's have five starters, right? We are going to, in the next homestand, we're going to go up to every single starter, and we're going to go up to Scott Emerson, the pitching coach. I've already done this exercise before. I'm going to ask, do, do you care about wins and losses? So not front office people who don't play. Not analytics people who are writing on, on websites and blogs or people on MLB Network or whatever, ask the guys who actually pitch if wins and losses mean anything. What do you think they're going to say? And I can tell you somebody, I, I, I don't know if he listens to the show anymore, but Kurt Young, our old pitching coach, used to listen to the postgame show. He loved the postgame show. Scott Emerson would ride with, with him all the time and said as soon as they got in the car, he'd turn on the postgame show. And one time Kurt Young walked by me and said, hey, I just want to say thank you. And I was like, what? He goes, for talking about wins for pitchers. It means a lot. So last time I checked, I think Kurt Young's a pretty good pitching coach, was a world champion, was a pretty good pitcher in his own right back in the day with the Oakland Athletics, and he told me that wins matter. We'll see him next week. We'll talk to him about it then. Well, we're going to go up to every side. You think? Do you think one of the starting pitchers for the A's will say wins don't matter? Probably not. Okay. Then who's then who does it matter? Maybe if you ask an Astros Astros pitcher, they might tell you it doesn't matter. You're going to say Justin Verlander didn't care about wins. He's too old school. Garrett Cole might not care about wins. You're crazy. Aaron Sanchez might not. He's like four and fifteen on the year. <laughs> yeah, he wish he could erase that. Although he had the six no hit innings the other day. Hey, that was pretty I, good. Hey. I always thought when you change leagues, your stats changed. I, yeah, I was always – you brought that up yesterday when we were at the game, and I thought that too, but then I saw the Sanchez – Roark is yeah. – he's he, he came to the A's, what, 6-7? and seven, He got the win, so he's 7-7. and seven. I thought he'd be 1-0. and oh. Yeah, I always thought they, they switched it too. I don't know what's going on there because I think Sanchez kept the same – well, he said in the AL, but 
No, but, he, but he would uh, switching from AL to AL. I always thought to start, yes. I thought to switch. Sanchez would keep the same because he's going from AL to AL. But Roark is going from NL to AL. I always thought that it could because Baseball Reference, for for example. Well, check out check out Castellanos from the the Cubs since he went from the Tigers to the Cubs. See if his bat. We, well, let's I'll, just I'll see, see if his batting stats let's, change. Let's go to Tanner. Let's go to Baseball Reference. So let's see what they got him. Yeah, see right here, 2019 Cincinnati six and seven with a four, uh, with a 4.24 ERA. With the Athletics, he's one and zero with a 1.80 ERA. So if you switch leagues according to baseball, I, I don't I don't know why they uh, don't do that anymore. At least Baseball Reference is still doing it. If you do know, because God knows we miss all kinds of stuff. Text us at 510-897-1322. That's 510-897-1322. And you can just you can just text us anyway and just say hello. Yeah, we had a good time at the uh, old chicken pie shop at Walnut Creek yesterday. What would you think? Whoever runs that business does a stand-up job, I'll tell you what. Yeah, Henry, my uh, business partner, does a great job. It was uh, very nice. It was good to get together with everyone, including the great Alex Jensen, voice of A's all night, and also face of St. Mary's. The, the, fa- the face of the Gales. Yeah, he is the face. One of the great Gales of all time. I, I mean, you put him right up there. When you think of great St. Mary's uh, athletes, Alex Jensen's in the top, hun- in top 100. He's in the top 100. Yeah. <laughs> God, who, who, uh, what was his name? What was the knuckleballer played for the A's, that, uh, the St. Mary's Gale? God, what was his name? He was an A. God, knuckleballer pitched for years. God, I can't remember his name. I will remember his name. And Jim Deshays from the Chicago Cubs will join us next on A's Cast Live. Now back to A's Cast Live. Broadcasting from the town. Here's Chris Townsend. It's going to be a short show today. Only on until 4 o'clock. So I'm on uh, baseball reference. St. Mary's College of California. Moraga, California baseball players. Tom Candiotti. 16 years in the big leagues. That's a long time. That's who I was thinking of. And thank you uh, on the text line, 510-897-1322. A lot of you also weighed in. Man, that knuckleball, you, you do it right, man, you pitch forever. I mean, you can pitch forever. Throwing that thing for Tom, let's see, flipping that butterfly up there. Let's see how much coin he made in his career. So you're talking about a guy that played in the 80s all the way till 99. He made thir- almost $32 million throwing a knuckleball. Last time I checked, if you're not dumb, that sets you up for life right there. $32 million, Tom Candiotti. Do we have Jim? We do. Jim, thank you so much for taking the time to come on A's Cast Live with Chris Townsend. How are you? I am well. How are you? Uh, really looking forward to this series because we're looking at your guys' numbers, and the Cubs are phenomenal at home, having won 11 of 13, but they've struggled on the road. Why are they so good at home, and why are they so bad on the road? 
that is the uh, multi-million dollar question that nobody knows the answer to. I think it's just one of those random freaky baseball things. Um, you know, if they are close to as good as they've been at home, you would figure they would have to be a lot better on the road. So I, I would think that road record will start to neutralize a little bit. Uh, but who knows? I mean, you can, I guess, point to different individuals. You guys are having better years at home than on the road, but that still doesn't explain the why part of it. Uh, and anybody that knows the why is way smarter than I am. <laughs> and and then uh, I think about the A's, and I think the Cubs got to look over to the A's and say thank you for what the A's just did to your guys' rivals, taking four out of five from both the Brewers and the Cardinals. Yeah, we were paying attention to that. We were A's fans uh, last week, two out of three out of the, from the Brewers, and then that two-game uh, mini-sweep over the Cardinals. Um, you know, so the Cubs have a little bit of breathing room in, in the National League Central. Uh, but I'm, I'm intrigued by the A's club, man. They've got a lot of, you know, moving parts. They, they've pitched well. Um, looks like they've catched the ball really well. Um, you know, we don't see them a lot. We don't hear a lot about them, but they're clearly a really good club. Yeah, and this is really one of the cool things about interleague play is that there's going to be there's going to be a lot of A's fans coming to Chicago because this is one of those rare trips where the A's will play against the Cubs, stay in Chicago, play against the White Sox. So we've been I got a lot of friends that are going to the games. Uh, we've been seeing a lot of A's fans on Twitter saying how they're going to games. It, it's going to be a, a spirited uh, three because one of the cool things is you know. If you've never been to Wrigley Field, you get to go there and work there. But this is truly one of the cool sports venues in the United States. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely a bucket list um, venue for, for sports fans, certainly for a baseball fan to come here and spend a summer evening or, or better yet, even a day game at Wrigley Field. Is, is a, it's a great environment. I, you know, I remember as a player coming in here in some years when the Cubs weren't very good at all, uh, and, and a meaningless game in September, and if it was tight late, uh, the, the energy in the ballpark was just off the charts. It's like they, they, they're, there's something magical about this place where every day, every single day is an event. You know, and I think we were actually talking about your career, and it's very rare that you actually do broadcasting for a team that you didn't play for. And I and we were looking up, and Ken Singleton with the Yankees. But it's very – how did you get involved with the Chicago Cubs? Uh, well, I, you know, I worked in, in Houston for 16 years uh, doing color down there and um, basically kind of fell into this position. Bob Brennan was here, and BB took a job with the Diamondbacks, and that opened up this slot, and folks from up here gave me a call. Uh, Len Caster, my current partner among them, and Bob Borwald, who was the executive uh, director, executive producer over at WGN, they called me to see if I was interested. And, yeah, it kind of came out of the blue, and I was kind of like, why me? And they said, well, we think you'd be a really good fit. And uh, I started thinking about it. I have no strong desire to leave Houston, but an opportunity to come to Chicago, which is always my favorite city in the league, to work, you know, 81 dates at Wrigley Field, to be part of all the madness that is Cubs baseball, it, it was too hard to turn down. Yeah, the fan base is absolutely huge, and I, I've talked a lot about that on this show also with the St. Louis Cardinals. It's it's amazing the amount of radio affiliates they have for their broadcasts. And obviously, these are two franchises that can't stand each other. It's a great rivalry. But, but when you think about the Cubs and you think about the Cardinals, Jim, it's amazing how big the fan bases are. Yeah, and obviously WGN, I think, had a lot to do with that. We see when we travel, we, I see Cubs fans all around the country 
kind of come up to me and say, well, you know, huge Cubs fans. And I'll say, did you used to live in Chicago? And they're like, nope. You know, I've lived in Arizona my whole life, or I've lived, you know, in Georgia my whole life. But we got WGN, and I grew up watching the Cubs. And, and that was kind of their link. Um, and so it is. It's, it's kind of a, a nationwide following that this team has. It's funny that you say that. Uh, I grew up, I know you played for the Padres. I grew up in San Diego, and I remember when we first got cable, and that's when all of a sudden you started to realize, who is this Harry Carey guy? And I was a little kid, and it was like watching Cubs baseball during the day back in uh, a long time ago in the 80s. Let's talk about Joe Madden. You know, there's been rumors that, this team has to do real well. This team has to do well in the postseason, or that could be it for Joe Madden. How's his status right now? It's hard to believe after he won the World Series with the Cubs. Yeah, it's exactly. I don't know what you know what he needs to do um, to, to continue in his position, but his contract expires at the end of the year. The team announced in spring training that there would not be an extension. Basically, everybody is on high alert here. We're going to hold everybody accountable. So I don't know. I don't know if there's a magic number of wins. Uh, if it's a, a certain amount of, uh, of a playoff run that saves Joe's job or just uh, they'll continue to talk and have meetings. And, and as long as I feel like they're a good fit, uh, that being our front office and Joe all the way down to the players, if they think there's a chance it'll continue to work, uh, then I think they will um, they will extend them. Now, obviously, if this team ends up winning the pennant, I would, I'd be really stunned to see them go in a different direction. But, but I think everything's in play. I don't think there are any guarantees here either way. Craig Kimbrell went on the IL today with knee soreness. How do you think he's done so far for the Cubs? It's been a mixed bag. At times he's looked like vintage Kimbrell. Other times the velocity has been a little bit short, and you can tell he's trying to force it a little bit and missing his spots. Um, other times, you know, it's just it's been outstanding. So, you know, um, I would say yet to be determined the value of that of that acquisition. Um, you know, we signed a closer when we did, and the amount of innings you're going to get out of him in the regular season, it's hard to project value. Um, obviously, it becomes a much more important piece if, if the Cubs make it into the postseason. Yeah, and, and you can talk to this. How tough is it to, to not have a spring training, to not have a start of the season, and then all of a sudden come in and say, all right, big guy, go get, a, go get these tough outs at the end of the game? Yeah, and that's why, they, you know, he started in the minor leagues and, and you know, he spent time down there. So he, he had what, you know, would approximate a spring training. I don't think he would use that as an excuse. Uh, I, I think he had plenty of time to get ready. Uh, I, I think sometimes just getting into the flow and the rhythm of the season can be a, a little bit of a challenge for any player that has spent a lot of time away. Um, but as far as conditioning and, and getting ready to pitch, I, I think he should be okay and, and probably – was good to go from day one. Jim, thank you so much for the time. Have a good call tonight and enjoy this series. I will do it. Look forward to it. Good to be with you guys. Jim Deshays, former big league pitcher. Yankees, Astros, Padres, Twins, Giants, back to the Twins, and then ended his career with the Philadelphia Phillies. I always think of him as an Astro. He was a really good Astro. The left-hander. Yeah, pretty odd that you did not play for a franchise and yet you're calling their games. You know what? That just made me think. You know, the other guy he made me think of, Commander, is uh, is uh, Bob Brenly. 
Brinley did the Cubs. I don't think Brinley played for the Cubs. Yeah, I remember Bob as a giant. And yeah, and the man he was the what he managed, D-backs when they yeah. won the World Series. Did he ever play for the Cubs? Nope. There's another. He played Giants and the Blue Jays. That's it. So it does happen. Doesn't happen very because because people want people want to see guys that they. I mean, there's a reason why. Listen, Ray Fossey is. Why do you think I call him the face of the franchise? Ray Fossey is so popular, it is unbelievable. Like, when you travel with the A's, now, right now, I'd probably say, you know, you've got some guys on the A's now that people are going to want to get their autographs, right? They're going to want to get, you want to get Matt Chapman, you want to get Olsen, you want to get Chris Davis. You've got some guys. But there's been times in the past where, let's face it, the ball club stunk, and they had no star power. They didn't have any good players. Ray Fossey was the most important. He was the most popular guy on the bus. I've witnessed it. When the athletics are on the road, there are people with Ray Fossey stuff in the hotel lobby or outside the bus when it pulls up. Everywhere you go, there's Ray. Do people want Ray Fossey to sign? Everywhere we go, it's the face of the franchise. And so many of you have grown up with Ray Fossey being on television. Or if you're old enough, you remember him doing uh, with Bill and Lon on radio. And if you're really old enough, you remember him playing and win the World Series. But he, he, he's been a, fish, a, a fixture of A's baseball from 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010 to, to where we are today. That's why you let Crook and Kipe look how popular they are with the Giants because they played for the Giants. You remember Kruko as a 20-game winner. You remember Dwayne Kuyper as a scrappy second baseman. With one career home run. With one career home run that Ray Fossey missed. Ray Fossey was up in the clubhouse for the one home run that Dwayne Kuyper hit there in Cleveland in front of like eight people and the mistake by the lake. I wonder who... I used to know who he hit the home run off of, too. I want to say it was Steve Stone, but I'll, I'll double check. I could not tell you. I have no – put it this way, not many people saw it. <laughs> How about X no-hitter with Ray Fossey catching? Before every Cleveland game, they have this highlight reel of the history of the Indians. And so the three games that I was there – is it Progressive Field now? What it was, Cleep? It's Progressive Field. Uh, was it? You, are you right? Are you correct? He hit off Steve Stone. It was the Cy Young winner in nineteen eighty, Steve Stone. I wonder if Steve Stone knows that. He's should, got to. We should try to book him for this week because we're playing the White Sox later in the week. Oh, Steve Stone, he's great. Steve, first question: uh, That home run, Dwayne Kuyper, about <laughs> what, what forty-two it? years ago. <laughs> uh, how do you feel knowing that that was the only home run he ever hit? But before every single Cleveland game. They do this highlight reel, and the highlight is of Eckersley and 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 Fossey fist pumping. And I and if the story's correct, there was that game wasn't on television. And I guess the local TV station got news that Eckersley was throwing a no hitter, so they rushed a camera crew down there, and that's the only. The only video is that grainy video of that one camera, and I guess it just got there, and they got to actually 
film the last out for the no-hitter, for the great, the Hall of Famer, friend of the program, Dennis Eckersley. Can't wait. We, I'm telling you, we're going to have so much fun when they honor the 89 team. Eckersley is still the coolest guy. You know, they say the smartest guy in the room. Eckersley's the coolest guy in the room. He just oozes cool, and he is so much fun to interview. Friend of the program, Dennis Eckersley, we will have him on. All right, coming up, Herm Edwards used to say it all the time, think before you hit send. This organization, you can't be any dumber than what happened. But then again, you look at all the moves they've been making lately, nothing they do is smart. We'll talk about next right here on A's Cast Live. Broadcasting from the town, A's Cast Live continues. How many people did go out and get their A's access today? It really is a no-brainer. I mean, my God. It's unbelievable what they're giving you. If I didn't work for the A's, I, I, I would buy it. Are you kidding me? Five five dollar beers. Five dollars. That's it. Five dollar beers. I can't remember the last. I've been telling people it's probably the nineties is the last time you saw five dollar beers. That were like all season, not like a special. Five to ten bucks to park. That's it. What do you think it's going to cost to park to go to Warrior Games next year? It was 40 bucks this season. What do you think it's going to be to park over there? What's it cost to park to go to the Giants? I mean, unreal. And then if you get the half season, the parking's thrown in. I mean, it is it is it, it, It's an absolute no-brainer. It's an absolute no-brainer. A's access on sale now. Here's something that Major League Baseball teams just don't get. It's like they like to go cheap in certain areas. And they put people in charge of things that they shouldn't be in charge of. Like, literally... Things like Twitter, things like Facebook, things like A's Cast, things like A's Cast Live. This is how you talk to your fan base. This is the new, how do you get your message out? Because the big three that baseball used for all these years, I'm supposed to give a talk in front of the A's coming up here at the end of the month. And one thing that I'm going to tell people, the employees for the A's. The big three, newspapers, radio, and and television, were how you promoted your product for all these years. Really starting now, radio and newspaper forever, cable television really starting in the 80s. But one of the things that we know, we know that people are not getting the paper anymore. They just don't get the paper. Young people do not... They do not get newspapers. Number two, most people do not go to AM radio anymore. 
80% of the... Okay, there's people who won't even listen to radio. Of the people who actually do listen to radio, 80% won't even go to the AM dial. They're making cars without AM. And a lot of people fear for even FM radio long-term. Cable television. Look at our own NBC. They don't even promote themselves anymore. They promote the app, streaming. Everything NBC, Bay Area, and California are doing right now is my app. What's it called? My app or whatever it is? What is it? My Teams app. My Teams app. That's all they promote because they know millennials don't want the Cody's of the world. They don't want cable. And then the baby boomers got rid of their cable. It's just my generation so bad. So the big three, so Mike talks to me, how, how are you going to promote the new ballpark in 2023? Can't do it through cable. Can't do it through, you can't do it through uh, newspapers. Can't do it through radio. This, it's going to be Twitter. It's going to be A's cat. This is how you're going to promote it. But look what the Rays did yesterday. The Rays said, here's the broom we just used on you so you can clean them up. So the Rays took a shot at, at the Marlins. So they sent a broom. The Marlins responded, you're literally, you're literally the animal that killed Steve Irwin. Log off. How old do you think the person was who sent that? 22. I don't know, but it, I, I bet it's not a high-paying position. Now, I'm looking at a guy named David Sampson. David Sampson was fired. But I think he's claiming he's not the guy that sent the tweet. He says, David Sampson, yes, I was fired, but the person responsible for this tweet should be sitting right next to me and would be where I still there. That's great grammar. Let's hope Jeter is actually paying attention. Inexcusable even by Twitter standards. I mean, it's just, you'll waste money on players. Franchises do this all the time. And I know that there's different departments. Everybody will tell you, well, that's a different department. I don't care, money's money. You'll throw away money on bad players, but then you won't hire true professionals who are running, thank God the A's don't do this, by the way, but you'll, you'll, you'll pay cheap for someone who's in control of something like Twitter, which is how you talk to your fan base, which is so important. It's so important, the message that you have. I mean, it's it, it, it just, I, you, the Marlins have 339.7 thousand followers 339 I mean almost 400 almost uh 340,000 followers you don't you don't think that's important did you know Ken Korak follows the Miami Marlins it says right here followed by let's see sports info solution our, our, our guy Mark Simon I get that Ken Korak follows the Marlins he might follow every team maybe because he wants to keep up with all the teams so that's a lot. That, that's a lot of Twitter. It's the only rationale I can think of. Huh? I mean, our good friend uh, Roxy Bernstein used to work for the Marlins. Yes, he was the voice of the Marlins. But do you see what I'm saying? You'll wait. I I could give you plenty of guys that 
they'll waste money on. But then you won't hire a true professional to run your social media. You'll have to have somebody that doesn't make any money. It's mostly going to be interns to do it. It's bad business. It really is. It really is bad business. You know what's good business? Once again, Herm Edwards, think before you hit send. Think before you tweet. Think before you post anything. It can cost you your job. That was in serious poor taste by the Miami Marlins. Now time for buying or selling. It's time for buying or selling. Sell, sell. Right now with Chris Townsend on A's Cast Live. Well, Tommy, I don't know if you saw it or not. This isn't buying or selling, but our Mets are winning 6-2 in the top of the ninth inning. But Edwin Diaz is in, so who knows how this is going to go. But Jacob deGrom now... 52 of his last 55 starts have been – he's allowed three three runs or less. 52 of 55 starts, he's allowed three runs or less. He gave up two today. The guy's been incredible. And he's putting his name right back in there for the NL Cy Young Award this year. I'm not the guy that wanted to have everybody fired. You were the guy that tried to have everybody fired. I think Brody's the greatest team in the history of sports. And with a win today – They'll be 500. They're going to be back to 500. Two and a half out of the NL wild card, second one. All right, so in, a, in, in, in a drastic change of tune, Mickey Calloway said Sunday that the Mets have to be open-minded about which pitcher to choose for the ninth inning. Meet the Mets. Meet the Mets. Nobody's hotter than the Mets. It's our team. Our NL team, sorry. It's our NL team. Could be a rematch of the World Series between the Mets and the A's. All right, so let's talk about the other team in New York. So we saw the Yankees did just sweep the Red Sox, and they did it on Sunday Night Baseball in a game that probably took six hours. We weren't watching. No. Uh, but they did lose Edwin Encarnacion over the weekend with a fractured wrist. Aaron Hicks went on the on the injury list, and Glaber Torres was taken to the hospital for a what they're calling a core injury last night. Now, the Yankees pitching staff has struggled. But Glaber the, went down, Glaber too? Glaber went down, too. Ah. So buying or selling, all the injuries are finally going to catch up to the New York Yankees. Define it a little more. Meaning they have an eight-game lead in the NL, in the NL East, so they're AL East, so don't have to worry about that. But they're they're going to start coming back down to earth, meaning that they're not going to be as hot. They've been the hottest team in baseball ever since May 16th. I'll, I'll buy that. It's going to – they've survived, but at some point it catches up with you. Um, is this the most they've ever used the uh, disabled list slash IL in the history of the Yankees? I, be, I mean, it has to be. I just It's like everybody's been hurt. I they, mean, they said uh, they don't expect to see Giancarlo Stanton anytime soon. He has, play, he has played in like four games all year. Every single one of their best players has been on the IL. I think the only guy that, yeah, uh, that sounds right. I think uh, Glaber Torres might be the only guy that's avoided it all year, and he's not hurt. He's about to go. If he went to the hospital, there's a good chance he's about to go on it. That's, so, uh, that's on, I, that, that is really unbelievable. So MLB.com did an article today about one player that will be on their team's roster in 2026, and I went through and looked to see 2026? Yes, yeah, so we're looking seven years in the future. It was written by Will is it Will Leach, Will Leitch of MLB.com. He's actually going to join the show on Wednesday when we're at Six Flags. But he had Matt. Yeah, we're going to be at Six Flags on Wednesday. He had Matt Chapman on the A's in 2026. Buying or selling that Matt Chapman will be in Oakland A in 2026. Wow. What, really? Really? You're going to put me on the spot. I'm, bu- I'm buying. I think you will be. He's afraid. If that's the one guy I think they're going to try to hold on to for the rest of his career. How do you want me to answer this? I think he's going to be here. You don't think he'll be here? I think there's a chance he's not. 
Free agent after 2023, but I think he stays. The ballpark comes in that year. I think they get I'm locked I'm hoping, up. but if I have to buy or sell, I'd sell. Matt Chapman just with Scott Boris and what we have seen and, you know, I I would rather hear I would rather hear Matt just say I'm all in. But right now he's wishy-washy. So we had David Forst on the David Forst show, front of the program. We had David and, and I asked him about extensions. And he said, if you're thinking about a guy and you think he should get extended, I can guarantee you we're thinking about it. And we're talking about it. So have they offered him one? And are they balking? Boris basically said, let's see what happens with the stadium. That's, yeah, so he told, that's what he told that's us. That's what he told us. So, yeah, I, I thought about that more and more. I figured let's – I was actually going to say the one towards the end, but it was right here, and I looked right at it, and I was like, I'll probably I should say this for the end. But we're actually running out of time, so I don't think we're going to get to any of the other ones I have. Why are we running out of time? Because we, we – you know – we can do whatever we want. I, I can shorten it here. I'll shorten it by a couple minutes. So Aaron Sanchez had an, uh, six hitless innings for the Astros on Saturday as they had a combined no-hitter, the 12th no-hitter in the history of the great Houston Astros organization. They, had, they already made a change to his pitching philosophy. He threw 30% more curveballs on Saturday night. Buying or selling Aaron Sanchez will be the biggest, will be the best pickup of the 2019 tread deadline. I'm selling. You're going to go with Granky? Yeah, I think I'm going to go Granky. I don't know. I saw him in Berlin talking about spin rate and spin access the other day. It's, it's going to be Granky pitches tomorrow, by the way, for the Astros. Makes his debut. It is, is, is there any possibility that Granky falls apart? That Granky does not throw the ball well. This, this just does not – this doesn't suit him. Have, have we seen uh, – have we seen – this happened to any other Astros guy they brought in? Who's falling apart that they've got they've gone after? Nobody. The Astros are going to be good for a long time. And they get Lance McCullers Jr. back next year. He's think, pretty good last time I checked. Th- think about uh, think about Verlander and Grinky into their late 30s still dealing for the Astros. Because they're about the same age, right? Uh, I think, yeah, Grinky's 35, and I think Verlander's 35 or 36. It's one of the two. Yeah, they're about the same age. Can you imagine them? Because like, they, they're both under contract for the next couple of years. Aging like fine wine. The A's got to go up against Verlander. And what if Cole says, you know what? No state taxes? Hey, I kind of like it here in Houston. We'll end with that one. So Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander both have 200 strikeouts on the season. Buying or selling, they'll be the first pair of teammates to get 300 strikeouts each since Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling in 2002. I'm buying. So they would essentially need to get 10 for the next. They both have 24 starts, so they're probably going to get 10 more starts. So they average 10 a game, which they're on pace right now. No, then you know hundred. what I'm not buying. You know what I'm selling. How many they have? They got to get 10 a start. We figured they. I think Cole has 216. Verlander's 206. They're going to have such a lead that these guys. We've seen it. Either they will not pitch. They'll give him a little time off, or they'll just go five or six innings. So no, I'm selling. Okay, last one. On this date 40 years ago, Willie Mays went into the Hall of Fame. He uh, was a rookie of the year, two-time MVP, 24-time All-Star, 12 gold gloves, and like I said, he mentioned he went to the Hall of Fame. He was a career 302 hitter. He had 3,283 hits, 660 home runs, 1,903 RBIs. Some other notable great center fielders, Mickey Mantle, Ty Cobb, Ken Griffey Jr., Joe DiMaggio, and Mike Trout. Buying or selling Willie Mays is the greatest center fielder of all time. Buying, no question. 
you, you don't. Fine. I thought you were going to take Mike Trout. Mike Trout's got a long way to. Did you, did you just read those numbers? Yeah, that's incredible. Did you just read those numbers? Yeah. Mike Trout's going to be 28 soon, too. So what we'll the. You're talking about a guy that had 660 home runs and he had 3,283 hits. And he was, I mean, I never saw him play, but everybody who saw him play said defensively, he was a five tool player. He could run, he could throw, hit for average, hit for pass. He did everything. I, I don't know. I, you read. You know how far away Mark, Mike Trout is from those numbers? He's like 200-something home runs. Yeah, he's about 400 home runs away. 400-plus, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he turns 28 on Wednesday. It's a big celebration. I mean, I mean he's got a long I, – I, you know I love me some Mike Trout, and I think Mike Trout's great, but you got to honor some. Well, I mean, Willie Mays, those numbers are stupid. I'm going to save this one for tomorrow because I think we can do it again. But the, the other one I wanted to get to was on this date 18 years ago, the Indians – Ooh, that is a good one. The Indians came back. From a, uh, they were they had a 12 run deficit they came back of and they beat the 116 win Mariners, I think it was 15 to 15. I forget what the final score was, but I have the calls. But they were down by 12 runs and John Miller was on the call for ESPN Sunday Night Baseball. So I thought I uh, Matt's win. There it is. Matt's win. Matt's win. I'm telling you, start buying stock in the New York Mets, but buy stock in your Oakland Athletics. All right, I'll be back with the A's Total Access here on A's Cast at 8.60 a.m. in the Bay Area, Sports 1140 KHK in Sacramento, getting you ready for Bassett and Hendricks. But up next, it's A's All Night. With the face of A's All Night, Alex Jensen. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.